Hey guys, and welcome back. And we've been talking about the three positions of tank, DPS, and healer. Right now we're talking, and this episode's going to be about tanking. But I wanted to get, go a little bit off topic here with, there's something I want you guys to do this week. I Seriously, I think I might have asked you guys to do this before, but I really, really, really think you need to do this this week into next week before the next podcast. I want you guys to seriously ask God. I want you to take time. Ask God, what type of man does he see you to be? I did this with the men at the last church I was at, and it was amazing. You know, some of them didn't get answers right away. Some of them, it was like a while later. But they did get answers. And it was all of them are very different. And like, I could see the difference because there's some guys who were super gentle that, you know, the idea of, speaking up or being forefront into into talking about something is not their forte nothing wrong with that and then you have other people who are good at maybe being the side help and more and working from a different angle and dealing with people and talking and they're really good at it um, a lot of times we would think that all leaders have to be charismatics but that's not true sometimes a leader is not going to be charismatic and sometimes you have to be super careful when you have a charismatic leader, because if they're not teaching truth, then they may not be who you think they are. And a lot of times they're depicted as a false teacher or a wolf, and you need to be careful with that. But the idea of tanking is that you're more willing to stand up front and speak the truth and tell people the truth and not sugarcoat it and not try to adapt and, and try to compromise because that's where a lot of times where a lot of the tank tank like personality start doing is they start compromising so they try to find shortcuts or, or cut the corners a little bit instead of actually dealing with the aggro that's there and focusing on the one purpose that they're supposed to be doing they're trying to be a dps which they're trying to focus on uh taking a bunch of aggro all in one time and they start chasing after side stuff that they're not supposed to which is why in once again first timothy six at you know at the end you know, Paul is telling Timothy, guard the positive entrusted to you. Guard it. Guardian. Frontline type personality. Avoid irrelevant babble and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge. You know, the idea is to make sure that you always get your sights back on the gospel message. And if you're going off topic and starting to follow all these other things, other views, philosophies, start focusing on should Christians do this? Should Christians do this? Should Christians do this? And, and none of it is going back to what's the gospel message and what are we supposed to be teaching? But we're more interested in supporting venues and views and like social justice concepts and chasing after uh, policies and political ideals instead of what the gospel message is then you have missed the point. You're, you're falling into this trap that Paul was warning Timothy. Don't get sidetracked. Stay on the truth. Stay understanding to what the commandments have told you. Stay focused on who we're supposed to be following, Jesus Christ. And though this fits for all three of the categories we're going to be talking about, the tank needs to be the one that is focused and is making sure that his group is focused on the right target. And that's giving out the gospel. Because it's very easy to want to be everything, 
but it's also very easy to want to support everything. Because, I mean, ideally, we want to be liked and loved by people. That's why, for me, you know, I loved football until last year. When I started noticing how, as the word is, woke NFL became, I started realizing that people want a purpose. And we talked a little about this last week. And that's okay to have purpose. But is it is it God's purpose or is it your purpose? You see, the main issue is that we have so many people who want to feel like they're being useful or relevant or valued. And as Christians, we are valued, loved, have a purpose in God. And once again, it's like, have you asked? Or are you just trying to figure things on your own? You see, the person that would be in the tank position would be able to really help people in mentorship and discipleship to have a focus, to to find a direction because it's always leading right back to the gospel. So I also found verses, um, let's see, it's in first Peter, first Peter five and in verse eight is where it kind of starts, but we're going to go starting at six. Okay. It says, humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Be sober-minded. Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood. So the whole thing is, even though the tank is the front line getting hit, he also got, he has to recognize that also people behind him are getting hit. So one of the things that's really neat about being a tank in a game is that sometimes your healer or your DPS may aggro something that you weren't paying attention to and it starts attacking them. So the the responsibility of the tank is to go and grab that aggro off of them, taking the hits again. So I think a lot of times, especially when I've run into a lot of leadership, they don't take the brunt hits as much as they think they do. In a lot of ways, they're more focused on themselves or focused on something totally different that they miss out in helping people who are struggling or they don't really know someone who really does need their help. So they pass them along, which is why one of the things that echo, you know, the church I'm going to be establishing. The idea is that we want to keep the church small to be more able to help everybody. And if it starts growing a lot, then we want to church plant. Like we always want to grow, but we're not going to grow into this giant 3,000, 4,000, 10,000, 20,000 person church like some mega churches have become. 
because I, as the senior pastor, I want to be able to have the freedom to help people in the church, not have to pass them along to someone else. Because one of the things I do love to do is to counsel and work with people, pray with them, and work through their issues. And I don't want to be where I can never be able to help someone. So we, we've we've decided that we want to, at a certain amount of time, we start seeing the numbers are growing way past a certain number, then we need to start praying about finding someone who would church plant another church and they become the senior pastor of that church. You see, the goal is that we're supposed to be a community, like it says, uh, being being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. We are a brotherhood. We are a sisterhood. There's there's Christians everywhere in this world. But if we were to take it just down from a smaller level and looking at church just the way it is now, you know, your church community is a group of people. And if it's getting so big where people are getting lost or they're getting handed over to other people, deal with them instead of the pastors of the church, whether the senior, executive, associates, where they're passing them to other people, your job as a pastor is to be able to mentor and disciple and to counsel people. And if you don't have the time to do that, then you have too many people. It shouldn't be where it takes you a whole year to get through everybody and, you know, people are having a hard time and suffering and you don't even know about it because it's it's somewhere in the grapevine of leadership where they're dealing with it. Like you as a senior pastor should have that passion and desire to be up there. But that's also for even people who are the for, for forefronters, you know, the leaders, the ones that help with Sunday school class, those that, you know, teach something in some way who are mentors who are leaders you need to be truthful in what you're doing you need to be holding up you know the truth out and you need to be able to have the time to help people as well i know it seems like most of my conversation is about pastors but it seems like to me that a lot of times pastors are the tanks it's a very interesting concept, but I just, I've kind of noticed that a lot of them would be more considered the tanks because a lot of times they're the ones speaking in front of the whole church. And, you know, when you're up there and you're speaking to 100 people, 50 people, 20 people, 200 people, 1,000 people, you know, it's you speaking truth out to a bunch of people. And that's being out as a target. Because like in like we talked about in First Peter five, Satan's out there looking. He's looking to prowl like a lion and jump in to devour people. And those frontline tanks need to be ready to be able to help those people. And there is a lot of people, I believe, in churches that are tanky, where they can be out there forefront and taking on a lot of hits for people and are willing to be there in prayer and counsel and encouragement and loving and taking you know their time outside of their time you know people may work 45 40 45 50 hours a week but still make time to help someone else another family another guy um it's like it's all part of the willingness of the tank to sacrifice sometimes time effort and energy to be out there so in a lot of ways i think a lot of people who are those people that can really put themselves out there to do things and take the brunt of time to do all this extra stuff, you know, they're, they're tanky. 
they also got to be aware. They got to they got to notice that not to be distracted by things that are clouding them, that were that are uh, pointing away from the gospel message. I think we have a lot of a lot of issues today with that. A lot of people who are chasing after philosophies and ideology that isn't gospel, but because it's personal to them, they believe that's how we as Christians need to be. We need to get involved in all this, and I don't think so. I mean, simply racism is hate. So you teach people about God's Jesus' love and understanding that hate is an evil and a sin. And when that person accepts Christ, they're not going to be racist anymore. You see, there is a downplay of where sins come from. A guy who thinks he's all that and do whatever he wants. He's that tank that's out reaching out for everything, pulling all the aggro and is involved in everything and is loved by many. He doesn't care about anybody behind him. Pride, man. Pride. Self-centeredness. Selfish. He accepts Christ or gets back on the right track, whatever it may be for either story. The idea is that you got to humble yourself. You got to live righteously. You got to follow God's commandments. You got to be gentle. All of that comes together in designing what a man's supposed to be, but also even what each of these positions, each man is supposed to be like, even though they may be doing different things. So if you think you're a tank, ask God. I mean, it's kind of weird asking God, am I a tank? But you can ask God, what type of man am I? Am I a type of guy who's willing to speak out in truth and be in the forefront of all these issues and speak on the gospel? Share it and not be afraid and be courageous about it. <clears throat> or maybe you're one of these other two. Now you could find out later if one of the other two could be a good fit for the type of personality you might be as a man. But I, I clearly want you guys to understand that not all of us are going to be the same. Not all of us are going to have the same passion. Not all of us are going to have the same desire. Not all of us are going to be doing the same thing for the gospel message. We are going to have different ways of approach. But you need to ask God, what is that? Can you show me that, Lord? Can you bring a man into my life that can help basically cultivate that out of me because that thing is the key thing like I always keep telling you guys brotherhood is key having other men to come together to pray together to encourage one another to share each other's burdens to keep each other accountable study together that is so vital to have in your church and if you don't have it start it don't be afraid ask your pastor hey I want to start a small men's group is it excuse me, is it okay to do so and just allow and allow to see what God does. If he says no in the church, it doesn't mean you can't do it on the side. It could be just a get together. But at the same time, I would start wondering why would the pastor not allow me to have a men's group of men coming together? Unless he has one of his own and therefore you can kind of talk to him about, hey, can we have maybe a time where we pray together? Can we have a time, you know, give him suggestions. But if it's just... Sometimes you have to be careful because some pastors just don't like it because they think it's stepping on their toes. And so they they don't want someone else to be leading such a thing. So you need to you need to kind of discover discernment, ask the Holy Spirit for guidance and how you should deal with the situation. But outright, ask. Outright, 
ask God what it is, the type of man he wants you to be, or what type of man he sees you to be. So I hope this is encouragement. I hope this is like something that's going to be put, put in your minds that you'll think about, you'll pray about it. And hey, we'll pray right now about it. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this time. I ask that you move these men and even women that may be listening, that you would help them to discover what type of man they are from you, that you will share with them the type of man you see them to be, and that you, you they'll have affirmation about it, that other people will kind of notice that about them. And Lord, you, of course, the Holy Spirit can speak to them. So I ask that you would allow them to hear you, um, to see that and recognize that, and maybe even discover something about them that they didn't even know. And if any of them feel like maybe there are this tank perspective of what a man should be, then Lord, give them the courage to speak up and share truth and not be afraid and to get themselves on on check, on you know, upright and doing things they're supposed to be doing. And maybe, Lord, just just use them where they're at, whether it's at church, at home, or at work, or in their community. Give them direction, Lord. I ask that you just bless their week until next podcast, that you would give them some type of direction. Pray this in Jesus' and holy name. Amen. Hey guys, and welcome back. And we've been talking about the three positions of tank, DPS, and healer. Right now we're talking, and this episode is going to be about tanking. But I wanted to go a little bit off topic here with, there's something I want you guys to do this week. I Seriously, I think I might have asked you guys to do this before, but I really, really, really think you need to do this this week into next week before the next podcast. I want you guys to seriously ask God. I want you to take time. Ask God, what type of man does he see you to be? I did this with the men at the last church I was at, and it was amazing. You know, some of them didn't get answers right away. Some of them, it was like a while later. But they did get answers. And it was all of them are very different. And like I could see the difference because there's some guys who were super gentle. That, you know, the idea of speaking up or being forefront into into talking about something is not their forte nothing wrong with that and then you have other people who are good at maybe being the side help and and working from a different angle and dealing with people and talking and they're really good at it Um, a lot of times we would think that all leaders have to be charismatics but that's not true sometimes a leader is not going to be charismatic and sometimes you have to be super careful when you have a charismatic leader, because if they're not teaching truth, then they may not be who you think they are. And a lot of times they're depicted as a false teacher or a wolf, and you need to be careful with that. But the idea of tanking is that you're more willing to stand up front and speak the truth and tell people the truth and not sugarcoat it, not try to adapt and, and try to compromise, because that's where a lot of times where a lot of the tank like personality start doing is they start compromising so they try to find shortcuts or, or cut the corners a little bit instead of actually dealing with the aggro that's there and focusing on the one purpose that they're supposed to be doing they're trying to be a dps which they're trying to focus on uh taking a bunch of aggro all at one time which then they start chasing after side stuff that they're not supposed to which is why in 
once again, First Timothy six at you know at the end, you know Paul is telling Timothy, guard the deposit entrusted to you, guard it, guardian, frontline type personality, avoid irrelevant babble and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge. You know the idea is to make sure that you always get your sights back on the gospel message, and if you're going off topic and starting to follow all these other things, other views, philosophies, start focusing on. Should Christians do this? Should Christians do this? Should Christians do this? And, and none of it is going back to what's the gospel message and what are we supposed to be teaching? But we're more interested in supporting venues and views and like social justice concepts and chasing after uh, policies and political ideals instead of what the gospel message is then you have missed the point. You're, you're falling into this trap that Paul was warning Timothy. Don't get sidetracked. Stay on the truth. Stay understanding to what the commandments have told you. Stay focused on who we're supposed to be following, Jesus Christ. And though this fits for all three of the categories we're going to be talking about, the tank needs to be the one that is focused and is making sure that his group is focused on the right target. And that's giving out the gospel. Because it's very easy to want to be everything, but it's also very easy to want to support everything. Because, I mean, ideally, we want to be liked and loved by people. That's why, for me, you know, I loved football until last year when i started noticing how as the word is woke nfl became i started realizing that people want a purpose and we talked a little about this last week and that's okay to have purpose but is it is it god's purpose or is it your purpose See, the main issue is that we have so many people who want to feel like they're being useful or relevant or valued. And as Christians, we are valued, loved, have a purpose in God. And once again, it's like, have you asked? Or are you just trying to figure things on your own? You see, the person that would be in the tank position would be able to really help people in mentorship and discipleship to have a focus to to find a direction because it's always leading right back to the gospel so i also found verses um let's see it's in first peter first peter five and in verse eight is where it kind of starts but we're going to go starting at six Okay, it says, humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Be sober-minded, be watchful. <clears throat> your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood. So the whole thing is 
even though the tank is the front line getting hit, he also got he has to recognize that also people behind him are getting hit. One of the things that's really neat about being a tank in a game is that sometimes your healer or your DPS may aggro something that you weren't paying attention to and it starts attacking them. So the, the responsibility of the tank is to go and grab that aggro off of them, taking the hits again. So I think a lot of times, especially when I've run into a lot of leadership, they don't take the brunt hits as much as they think they do. In a lot of ways, they, they're more focused on themselves or focused on something totally different that they miss out in helping people who are struggling. Or they don't really know someone who really does need their help, so they pass them along. Which is why one of the things that Echo, you know, the church I'm going to be establishing, the idea is that we want to keep the church small to be more able to help everybody. And if it starts growing a lot, then we want to church plant. Like we always want to grow, but we're not going to grow into this giant 3,000, 4,000, 10,000, 20,000 person church like some mega churches have become. Because I, as the senior pastor, I want to be able to have the freedom to help people in the church, not have to pass them along to someone else. Because one of the things I do love to do is to counsel and work with people, pray with them, and work through their issues. And I don't want to be where I can never be able to help someone. So we, we've we've decided that we want to, at a certain amount of time, we start seeing the numbers are growing way past a certain number, then we need to start praying about finding someone who would church plant another church and they become the senior pastor of that church. You see, the goal is that we're supposed to be a community, like it says, uh, being being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. We are a brotherhood. We are a sisterhood. There's There's Christians everywhere in this world. So if we were to take it just down from a smaller level and looking at church just the way it is now, you know, your church community is a group of people. And if it's getting so big where people are getting lost or they're getting handed over to other people, deal with them instead of the pastors of the church, whether the senior executive associates, or they're passing them to other people, your job as a pastor is to be able to mentor and disciple and to counsel people and if you don't have the time to do that then you have too many people it shouldn't be where it takes you a whole year to get through everybody and you know people are having a hard time and suffering and you don't even know about it because it's it's somewhere in the grapevine of leadership where they're dealing with it like you as a senior pastor should have that passion and desire to be up there but that's also for even people who are the for, for, forefronters, you know, the leaders, the ones that help with Sunday school class, those that, you know, teach something in some way, who are mentors, who are leaders. You need to be truthful in what you're doing. You need to be holding up, you know, the truth out. And you need to be able to have the time to help people as well. I know it seems like most of my conversation is about pastors, but it seems like to me that a lot of times pastors are the tanks. 
it's a very interesting concept, but I, I just I've kind of noticed a lot of them would be more considered the tanks because a lot of times they're the ones speaking in front of the whole church. And, you know, when you're up there and you're speaking to 100 people, 50 people, 20 people, 200 people, 1,000 people, you know, it's you speaking truth out to a bunch of people. And that's being out as a target. Because like in like we talked about in First Peter five, Satan's out there looking. He's looking to prowl like a lion and jump in to devour people. And those frontline tanks need to be ready to be able to help those people. And there is a lot of people I believe in churches that are tanky, where they can be out there forefront and taking on a lot of hits for people, and are willing to be there in prayer and counsel and encouragement and loving and taking you know their time outside of their time you know people may work 45 40 45 50 hours a week but still make time to help someone else another family another guy um it's like it's all part of the willingness of the tank to sacrifice sometimes time effort and energy to be out there so in a lot of ways i think a lot of people who are those people that can really put themselves out there to do things and take the brunt of time to do all this extra stuff. You know, they're, they're tanky. They also got to be aware. They got to, they got to notice that not to be distracted by things that are clouding them that were, that are uh, pulling them away from the gospel message. I think we have a lot of, a lot of issues today with that. A lot of people who are chasing after philosophies and ideology that isn't gospel, but because it's personal to them, they believe that's how we as Christians need to be. We need to get involved in all this, and I don't think so. I mean, simply racism is hate. So you teach people about God's Jesus' love and understanding that hate is an evil and a sin. And when that person accepts Christ, they're not going to be racist anymore. You see, there is a downplay of where sins come from. A guy who thinks he's all that and do whatever he wants. He's that tank that's out reaching out for everything, pulling all the aggro and is involved in everything and is loved by many. He doesn't care about anybody behind him. Pride, man. Pride. Self-centeredness. Selfish. He accepts Christ or gets back on the right track, whatever it may be for either story. The idea is that you got to humble yourself. You got to live righteously. You got to follow God's commandments. You got to be gentle. All of that comes together in designing what a man's supposed to be, but also even what each of these positions, each man is supposed to be like, even though they may be doing different things. So if you think you're a tank, ask God. I mean, it's kind of weird asking God, am I a tank? But you can ask God, what type of man am I? Am I a type of guy who's willing to speak out in truth and be in the forefront of all these issues and speak on the gospel? Share it and not be afraid and be courageous about it. Or maybe you're one of these other two. Now you could find out later if one of the other two could be a good fit for the type of personality you might be as a man. 
But I, I clearly want you guys to understand that not all of us are going to be the same. Not all of us are going to have the same passion. Not all of us are going to have the same desire. Not all of us are going to be doing the same thing for the gospel message. We are going to have different ways of approach. But you need to ask God, what is that? Can you show me that, Lord? Can you bring a man into my life that can help basically what, cultivate that out of me? Because that thing is the key thing. Like I always keep telling you guys, brotherhood is key. Having other men to come together, to pray together, to encourage one another, to share each other's burdens, to keep each other accountable, study together. That is so vital to have in your church. And if you don't have it, start it. Don't be afraid. Ask your pastor, hey, I want to start a small men's group. Is it, excuse me, is it okay to do so? And just allow, and allow to see what God does. If he says no in the church, it doesn't mean you can't do it on the side. It could be just a get-together. But at the same time, I would start wondering why would the pastor not allow me to have a men's group of men coming together? Unless he has one of his own, and therefore you can kind of talk to him about, hey, can we have maybe a time where we pray together? Can we have a time, you know, give him suggestions. But if it's just, sometimes you have to be careful because some pastors just don't like it because they think it's stepping on their toes. And so they they don't want someone else to be leading such a thing. So you need to you need to kind of discover discernment, ask the Holy Spirit for guidance and how you should deal with the situation. But outright, ask. Outright, ask God what it is, the type of man he wants you to be or what type of man he sees you to be. So I hope this is encouragement. I hope this is like something that's going to be put, put in your minds that you'll think about, you'll pray about it. And hey, we'll pray right now about it. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this time. I ask that you move these men and even women that may be listening, that you would help them to discover what type of man they are from you, that you will share with them the type of man you see them to be, and that you, you they'll have affirmation about it, that other people will kind of notice that about them. And Lord, you, of course, the Holy Spirit can speak to them. So I ask that you would allow them to hear you um to see that and recognize that and maybe even discover something about them that they didn't even know and if any of them feel like maybe there are this tank perspective of what a man should be then lord give them the courage to speak up and share truth and not be afraid and to get themselves on on check on you know upright and doing things they're supposed to be doing and maybe lord just just use them where they're at whether it's at church, at home, or at work, or in their community. Give them direction, Lord. I ask that you just bless their week until next podcast, that you would give them some type of direction. Pray this in Jesus' and holy name. Amen.